Hello and welcome to SuperWoo Radio. Uh, very excited today to introduce you to a dear friend, actually, very dear friend, and also a work colleague and also a sister in life. Um, Julia McGowan, welcome to SuperWoo Radio. What a treat and an honour it is to have you on. Thank you so much, George. I feel very honoured to be here. <laughs> Oh, you know, we um, had a beautiful jam session. Um, well, we've had many jam sessions and some really good ones around the fire. And um, we um, have had um, a really beautiful time together working on a webinar. You came on as a guest speaker for the Let's Talk webinars that I've been holding. And it's been really beautiful. Um, every time we deep dive into life, it's always a very rich and nutritious experience so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to today i have been <clears throat> um julia you're part of a group called um grow leadership and um that is growing and gaining momentum um holly mccann of course is your sister in in life there and what an amazing being Holly is. Uh, utmost respect for Holly, which I had the wonderful opportunity of having a Super Woo Radio interview. Um, one of the early ones in my latest uh, expression of Super Woo Radio and the, the comeback. So uh, it was great. And I am um, thrilled to be actually adventuring back into this space with you. So um, please share with us a little bit about you so we can get a bit of a feel as to... Um, you know, a little bit about your journey. I'd love to. I just realised we're doing a full circle with coming back into the um, Grail Leadership interviews. <laughs> so mm. this feels really perfect. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. So about me, I feel like I've become a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I have had a very, I would say, challenging life with a lot of struggle, a lot of inadequacies, physical pain, um, mental pain. <laughs> mm. And I've also been a massive adventurer. I have tried so many new things. I have craved different experiences, different places to live. I have gotten involved in a range of initiatives and things that I truly believe in. I've tried every type of career that interests me and business across all different sectors and I feel like I have danced between extreme polarities and as a result, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've hit this point in my life where things have started to calm down. Maybe I'm taking less risks, I'm less adventurous, but I'm kind of honing in on everything that, I'm learned, that I've learned over the years and really sifting through it. I'm deriving a lot of my own personal wisdom and what I feel wisdom comes from some other place as well seems to be coming through. And I'm just in this beautiful place in my life where I think I've reached the point where the struggle is behind me. No, I'm going to say I have. I definitely know I have. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, yeah, in physical pain, in mental pain, in a lot of other issues like purpose, um, finances, relationships, everything really. Mm. And right now I am, yeah, I'm expressing all these different sides of me and aspects of me. 
I'm expressing my genius, how I support people, how I'm supporting the new realities that are coming through for earth. And I just feel so lit up by life and really immense appreciation for what it took to get here. And all I want to do is be there for people who are going through this journey because I know how hard it is and I know how challenging it is and I know how rewarding it is. So I just um, have found myself in that position where I am today. And right now I live on the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which you know very well, near the beach. I have a beautiful group of friends and um just feel like I'm doing so many good things, nourishing things for myself. So interesting that you mentioned that word. I feel like my life is so full and nourished and yeah, maybe that's exuding from me at this particular point. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was really well um, expressed. And um, you're part of the Grow Leadership Group as well with Holly as mentioned earlier and um, there's a lot going on there. There's a, a big project that you're working on to um, provide a, a space where uh, you can help um, counsel and mentor um, genuine leaders. Uh, can you talk more about that? Oh, I'd love to. It's just about to be launched. It's kind of secretly already up on our website. <laughs> we haven't announced it yet. So under the round table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to share about that because oh, <laughs> I have felt the energy of this since I can remember. I would say maybe 15, 16 years of age. Mm. That's where I felt like this world is not right the leadership of this world is inherently messed up and it's not going to take humanity where we need to go. And although at the time my focus was on politics throughout life, it spread to realizing this throughout organizations and different businesses, even initiatives, really well-intended initiatives. But yeah, I found there were so many things that we bumped up against because as humans, we weren't ready to lead in this way. We were wounded we had severe leadership wounding Mm. yeah and creator wounding that's a big one Mm -hmm. and we had all of our own stuff that we were carrying through but i don't know if anyone's noticed (laughs) i certainly have that we can't really hide from that anymore we've spent the last many years all of us deep in an alchemical process where Mm. we've been tearing our hair out banging our heads up against the wall wanting to quit sometimes. Why did I start this? But knowing it's a train you inherently cannot get off Mm. no matter how much you want to. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's like, it was all this amazing training ground for us, these beautiful experiences orchestrated in our lives so we could become more whole, more complete. And as you use the phrase, which I love, George, turning inside out, Mm. bringing all of us home and through And I love that so much. And as a result, I think it's time for grow leadership. I think we're actually ready. And um, what else has become really apparent is that for so many years, I think people were really um, focused, including myself, on trying to build the new reality. And it certainly sounds like hard work now when I say that. Yeah. It sounds, right. yeah, it's like a waste of energy, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't want to build anything. <laughs> it takes ages. I mean, we're looking at like the way things operate in the world now and how much it has shifted 
with um, some beautiful feminine energies coming through and it's turning organizations inside out. And mm-hmm. it's very hard actually just to build a building right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to build a new reality. That's way bigger than one building. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as well as that, um, can, can whilst you, we're... Can I, can I interject sorry? there? When you say, yeah. you know, about building the new reality and that you're not really interested in that right now in that sense, mm. from that context... Um, is it because it's more, it's, it's just naturally unfolding and we just need to flow with it? Yes. This is why we're so good at jamming together. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of a force field, right. From ideology, how about coming back into just the, the unity, right. The unified field. Yes. It's exactly where I'm going. I feel like we have this predetermined script when we talk. It just freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, all of this is happening. We're realising we don't want to build a new reality and it caused a lot of drama, a lot of upset, a lot of disappointment. It's because it wasn't a, it wasn't really in our natural state. Mm. And I've been digging recently into so much stolen history mm. and it has been a fun, fun journey for me. But what it helped me realize was a deep memory of an ancient time of what Holly calls the Emerald Valley. I love that name as well. Beautiful. (sighs) This this time where we remember what thriving community looks like, um, where there's mutually beneficial relationships, where there's whole systems where we, you know, one ecosystem interacts and affects every other one. And it's nature-based. And it's this time where there's there's so much abundance. It's such a lie that there's not abundance. Yeah, it's massive. (laughs) It's just exuding when you when you really look and when you're not looking through the lens of what we're told abundance is. And it is all there. It is very accessible. It's come alive in my world. I just, it's there's gifts, there's everything I need, I have, there's and I I and I don't need things that aren't aligned you know like it's just it's right what I need it's perfect and and that's what I think is possible it's not only possible it's an ancient memory it's what it's where we come from and I think that's what we're returning home to Mm. so yeah the I love the dream time Mm -hmm. the 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 idea that our realities come from the dream time Mm -hmm. and I I feel like every reality is held in existence by consensus on one level and then there's a dream time it comes from some sort of space where we dreamt it up and when we believed it so much that we all agreed and then boom we have a reality mm-hmm. and right now um, people are realizing oh we don't need to build the reality it's always been there it's been in the dream time and many of us carry these codes we have carried them for eons mm. and you can name them whatever you like, but we call them the grail codes. Mm. These are the true leaders of our time. Teary, because I have a whole, a whole life's journey with this and many yeah. others, as you can probably start to see, yeah. I've just got so many memories, um, so many. And um, one memory was definitely burying these codes in the underworld in the earth to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Another memory was watching all these children being taken away from me um, in an earth school that carried these codes, um, carrying them through my womb, their spirits Mm. for eons, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then releasing them back into the world to be reincarnated and to bring these codes through. 
and I'm one of millions doing this. You're one of them. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know you are and so many other people we know are. Mm. And, yeah, we're remembering that we hold this, this, this like whole new way of leadership. And some of us know that we're leaders and many of us don't because there is this thing called the unassuming leader and they have been turned away from leadership purely because of how they've seen it operate. And they, they just walk the other way. That's really insightful. And I just want to, like, I really want to reach you guys today because you have leadership mm. um, abilities and you have these codes and you remember this reality. And please don't worry about that old version of leadership and what you see you think has to be done. It's got nothing to do with your journey. Your journey is your authentic path. And it might not look anything like that. It might not look like um, some, you know, a level of a politician. It might not look like a huge influencer on social media. It might not look like a community leader within your community that just, you know, stands out and everybody knows. It might not be that way. Yeah. Be open to it appearing in any way. And it's really important that these people remember their leadership because these unassuming leaders are, are actually here to lead the new reality. So many oh, of them are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And the beauty of the drama unfolding in the last few years has been that they are realising, oh, my gosh, I just realised I'm a leader. And I saw this so beautifully recently. Well, a few months ago, I was watching the Battleground Melbourne documentary. Mm. And that was all about the experience of Melbourneites through the whole yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah. And I was just found it interesting that at the start they were interviewing people and it was their name and it would say like waitress or I don't know, pub owner or hairdresser or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's strange. They're just, it's great. They're not speaking to so-called leaders. They're speaking to people who the everyday person in Melbourne, yeah. but as the documentary unfolded, their titles got changed because it was in a linear fashion mm. and it turned into waitress, um, then rally organizer. Yeah. And then <laughs> the next level and the next level. And some of these people have become quite well known and famous mm. and, and you can see where they started. That's the perfect example of an unassuming leader. Mm. The world pushes and squeezes you so hard that you realize enough is enough. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. So yeah, I just want I thought that would be a great example for some people just to grasp. Um that's a great example, really. Yeah, it really helps mm. us to to better grasp where you're coming from with that and for us to see that we do have these natural leadership, you know, elder qualities within us. Absolutely. Mm. I, I feel there are so many younger people that have elder qualities within them yeah. that are starting to really shine through. It's really quite amazing and beautiful to watch. So I love that you said that, George. It's really important. <laughs> well, you know, I, I from the time my, my boys were like four years old, I sat them on my knee and I looked fair into their eyes and I said, I know you're but a child in this world, but I see you in there, you wise old ancient being you. <laughs> you know? And they freaked out at the age of four. You just see their 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 response emotionally, physically on their face. You know, it really had a huge impact on them. And that just changed our relationship mm. from that day on. Cause I acknowledged them and what who they are, what they're here to do, who they're here to be in this world. 
and uh, my both of my boys are unassuming leaders. You know, natural. Oh, of course they are, and I know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really that's another perfect example of you having to have met George's boys, (laughs) men. That is very true. And, and it's so beautiful what you said, because of course they taught you, they taught you so much. And Great that's like teachers. the elder energy that the wise elder within. And, and this is, this is perfectly what we want to gather around the round table. So the round table is a place of oh, the birthing of new realities. As far as I can see, it's an incubator where we all come together and we're bringing these evolutionary leaders together that have amazing regenerative initiatives that, you know, whole base systems in all the ecosystems and areas of life, mm. things that we, we may not even know are important and we're inviting them to sit at the round table and we're leading one this year, beginning August 8th of 12 mm. leaders and we'll be leading many more. So mm. Lionsgate, we open up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Boulder in Colorado mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the beginning of this adventure and is it, is it a physical thing or an online thing or both it's both mm-hmm. we'll be yeah every so every month we'll be unlocking a presentation um, around the Grail leadership principles and really sharing what this experience has been like for Holly and myself which has been incredible we have busted through all these paradigms of leadership and co-creation and relationship and finances. It, we've just been pioneering these pathways for years and putting them to practice in our own lives and seeing incredible results and working with clients with them. But now we're like, it's time to call these leaders. So um, we'll unlock these presentations. We'll do weekly zoom calls and we'll have quarterly retreats. So mm. Yeah, we'll have one in um, the Crook Neck Retreat mm. in the Southern Hemisphere. Go Brett and me. Very ex- yeah. yeah, very excited about that. So that's one and two. The third one in back in Boulder because it's like the home of Grail Leadership. Mm. The fourth one, which is June solstice, summer solstice 23 in the Northern Hemisphere, will be in the birth of Grail Leadership where it was all birthed from, which was Kilmartin in the highlands of Scotland. Correct. In a castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we'll complete. And this whole time is to, this incubator type experience is to help these leaders come together and realise the synergy, collective intelligence, how all of our things affect the other. <laughs> And to really support each other with our initiatives. Um, and there's many other amazing things, but you can read all about it on the website. It's not meant to be launched yet. <laughs> when will it be launched? Yeah, uh, I think very, I think probably announce it very soon. Um, we just have one more thing we wanted to do, but it looks like Could it will be within, within the month. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, superb. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this, uh, oh, it'll be perfect around the time that this actually gets published so yeah because it's got to be edited and then published and i've got a couple couple in between so um it'll be Mm. perfect timing when this actually goes out so for you folks who are listening to this and watching this it'll be um it should be available for you to go and check out right now fabulous (laughs) you're a natural born leader and you feel it you've got a calling that's deep down inside of you you had it throughout your life it's time these are the times mm. we came here for this. That's... Yeah, we did. 
bought amazing tickets, first class seats to this adventure because front row seats, mate. Yeah, front row. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing. And um, yeah, one more thing that I was just going to share about that is it's like oh, the realities are so easy when we don't have to build them. Mm. We relax back into what is already so. And that is easy. Sorry, that is simple, but maybe not easy. But where it, where we bump up against that is really just where where we're operating from. It's like our frequency will allow us to be in these realities or not. So my message is fine-tune your frequency <laughs> and you'll realize that this reality is very accessible. Mm. It's right in front of us. It's mm. always been there. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And um yeah, it, let, let's say the vision of uh, helping these natural-born leaders to step into their what I label fundamental purpose. You know, the the mm. real reason why you came to this planet. Yeah, mm. um, which when you do find liberates you like pff, never before. Um, that's the impact it's had on me. That's the impact I've seen it have on you. You are liberated since you really embraced your fundamental purpose, you know. And um, and I see that happening to everyone who does that. And so these natural-born leaders who, you know, hear the calling and will hear the calling to want to participate in a group like this, and, I mean, this is just the beginning and I'm sure there's plenty of other groups that are attempting the same process. Um, mm. what's, mm -hmm. what's, what's the vision moving forward for if you know if and a person just comes along and says hey julia what what does the future look like is there and i know it's a big question um can you give just a gist or a guesstimate as to you know what it might look like yeah Truthfully, I can only share some of what my future might look like. Correct, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to share from yeah. that place. Yeah, that is such a good question. Thank you. Um, mm. Yeah, I can feel it really working me. So so really, like, I just want to start with, um, like, a little stepping stone. Like, the vision really is that we hold this roundtable mm. and there are a lot of people who inspired and run off with their initiatives that are absolutely humming, <laughs> doing great things for the world. And they're able to take back these principles into their ecosystems, their organizations, to their friends and loved ones. And there'll be people who want to actually then run these roundtables just like we are doing now. And we want that to be happening where people will literally be um, running round, round tables and this whole thing can be scaled out to the world. And you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be grower leadership. doesn't have to be a round table. Lots of people are doing the same thing in a whole different way, but I guess I'm referring to all of those people that are doing these things, however we want to call it. And, um, and then we start actually sitting at round tables around a shared initiative mm. as well. So whether that's, that's stewarding a shared, water. Shared, S-H-A-R-E-D, not a S-H-E-D initiative. Shared, S-H-A-R-E-D. <laughs> that the accent, you know, just to clarify <laughs> that for everyone else around the world. 
you should probably pull up a few other words if you need to. <laughs> as we go on. Yeah, and the excitement of speaking quickly. <laughs> deadly combination for an Aussie. Um, <laughs> and we say deadly. <laughs> So sitting around shared initiatives is really powerful as well. When a group of people meet all around stewarding water or a whole different experience in holistic health, yeah, and they all come together, leaders from that whole area, and we actually then can really see new realities emerging from that, mm. whole different ways of doing things. And I'm like the absolute forefront of evolution and um yeah, technology as well. Like we see a big area for technology. Um, I've been having incredibly experiences, incredibly benevolent experiences with technology for a long time now. And I just see such an opening for that. And yeah, it's really innovative things. So I see that as like the stepping stones and it can appear in any way at once. And it's probably not going to appear in many ways that I just shared because we're always surprised, right? <laughs> And I will love receiving what that surprise is. Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm actually then looking into the world that I feel and sense, like for a long time I have felt, um, firstly, there's a, there really isn't an experience of power struggles. There's, there's no fighting over power when you have a room full of empowered people. There's no fighting over land when you're so deeply connected to your land mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't want anyone else's land. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and even that land ownership could be different. It, it could look totally different in the way that we know it. I'm really open to that as well. And well, the way, the way it was done originally, and it wasn't mm -hmm. even ownership, it was really just general custodianship and stewardship, right? It was more mm -hmm. that approach. Um, was the relationship an individual has with any particular piece of land? Yes, that that <laughs> that is how kings were chosen once. <laughs> Correct. Uh, that is exactly right. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, and yeah, and because, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, because that relationship determines the health and well-being of both the steward and the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when a king got sick in the old days, the land suffered. The, you know, nature changed. It either went icy cold or drought or pestilence or, you know, mm. things like that. And it impacted. And it's been shared in some movies and animated movies like Frozen. I think they shared that sort of concept. And it's the truth. This is what actually happened uh, in the old days. And it's still happening today. We're just not... Mm consciously aware of our direct relationship with the land and how it impacts the movement of nature and vice versa. It's a symbiotic relationship. So yeah, it's um, oh, leadership yeah. is in its natural way has a very different flavor to it and different approach because mm -hmm. it's, it's nutrition based, you know, nutrition in all areas of life. There's that word again. It's not, it's not. <laughs> Well, we've gone, we've transitioned from a nutritional based <laughs> diet, you know, as mm. living beings to a stimulus based diet. Yes. Right. <laughs> Just unlocking like galaxies in my field. But anyway, <laughs> I'll try and stay focused. <laughs> 
<laughs> we always jam so good together. I know. And I might have to ask you to replace that picture behind you every time we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can see it, hey, and, and you know, stimulus-based diet, stimulated from these things mm-hmm. too, uh, information, our minds want to not, you know, take in wisdom that's nutritional, our minds are addicted to the mm-hmm. stimulus, you know, high stimulus information, and it's just, you know, the whole thing, everyone's chasing the buzz, because mm-hmm. they, they've gone to a stimulus-based diet, rather than being calm and joyful and, you know, creative and authentic and naturally turning inside out as we do. And, and you know, w- w- you can see the shift that's taken place in that area of life. And so when you have a stimulus-based diet, you're reactive. When you are nutrition-based diet, you have what's called respondability. You respond with mm. ability. Thank you. That is so well put. I love how you articulated that. Yeah. I, I I agree. Like I think I did a whole podcast sort of around this and you just summed it up in a couple of sentences. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> I love how you do that. And it's 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 really true. Um, because we we're actually watching, wow, my mind's going crazy with all these things I want to talk about, but I I really want to just like focus on this for a moment because it's so important. I was addicted to a stimulus diet. Mm. Like I, I put my hand up, I would watch a, a messed up dystopian zombie kind of movie over a really good healthy nutritionist documentary any day. Mm. That that was like I was always feeding myself with things that would create fear in my body um, oh, that... Oh. Can I ask a correlation? Yeah. Back then, were you drinking coffee? Yes. I was going to talk about that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just dropping that little one in there. And and alcohol. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So I was really messing up my ability to think for myself and choose really powerful Mm. stimulus. (laughs) And Mm. what I, I wasn't really in charge. I was just running off autopilot Mm -hmm. and that autopilot had been hacked. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Massively hacked. Like it it has been for everybody because if you Mm. just even look through like something like a Netflix or a binge or when any of those programs, you will see just so much darkness and terror and messed up kind of themes, lots of drama and emotional immaturity, um, superficial kind of realities. And it's just, um, it's not really healthy for us. And we, you know, we experience this all the time when we're online. So every day somebody is going to listen to a lot of, um, whether it's news or television or podcasts, they're going to be hearing things. They're going to be seeing things when they turn their computer on. They're going to be driving down the street and, you know, the road and seeing lots of billboards and, you know, masks are mandatory or whatever is going on. There's this constant feeding and this hacking into our system. And we allow it to hack us because we put ourselves in a place where we're not really thinking for ourselves. And alcohol does that. And so does coffee. 
Mm-hmm. Probably the two biggest things that changed for me in 2020 and 20 around 2019, 2020 mm. was that I stopped both of those things. Yeah. And I just started to inhabit myself more. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't really scare a nervous system that's in her own natural rhythms, mm. <laughs> not stimulated in fight or flight all the time, which is what coffee does because yeah, does. caffeine is it is a natural insecticide. Is nothing right? can kill, yes, nothing can kill the coffee plant and, and attack the coffee bean except for one bug, the coffee bug. Everything else dies. So it, from the caffeine, it's the insecticide. So when we drink wow. it and we suddenly feel dehydrated, we need to pee, some people need to go in other ways, it's because your body is trying to release poison. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's how it's responding to that. And yeah, sorry in advance to all the coffee drinkers because I was a massive fan. I totally get it. And it took yeah. me about seven years to get off coffee. But one day I just realized that coffee was causing me chronic pain because my my fascial system, my extracellular matrix was so dehydrated. It was causing um, pain from the adhesions, pulling on all my nerves. And I just realized, okay, I need to stop poisoning myself and harming my body because I was in such severe chronic pain, I would do anything, including give up coffee. And that's the beauty of having a life of struggle. You will do extreme things, extreme things that other people would consider crazy um, to change your situation. And as a result, weave your way out out of some incredibly intense programming that this spell that humanity are under that every man, woman, and child believe that they have to do things a certain way, drink certain things, eat certain things, watch certain things, talk certain ways. It's just like none of it's true. <laughs> none of it. <laughs> I call it programmed protocol behaviour. Well, that's a good term. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Programmed by cultural editors, you know, that, that, that disseminate mm. these cultural programs through cultural mm. means, you know. It's really interesting. So when do you actually get to live you, you know, rather than living someone else's version, someone else programmed you to be a certain way. And it's like, well, hang on, when do I get to be me? And that decision about not drinking coffee or that type of caffeine, because there's different expressions of caffeine. Yeah. Um, And obviously that coffee plant one is a very toxic one. Um, mm-hmm. To me was really um, a game changer. I feel so much better. Um, my nervous system was suspended in tension, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't good for me. I, and and I knew it wasn't, but I kept drinking it. <laughs> um, and and I was stuck in that cycle of the stimulus based diet. You know, uh, mm-hmm. really, really quite fascinating. Yeah, and mm. um, and and the same with alcohol. Yeah, it's not. Um, you know, I journey through that medicine too um, deeply at times, um, but now, yeah, I'm not interested. So it's really, yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, um, I'm not interested, and it's it's just I'm done with that medicine. It's really and mm. rarely will I have some. So it's um, it's it's a very very different experience of how we've been living inside of the stimulus-based diet and what it's doing yeah. to us. And, um, you know, if, if you understand how to approach medicine in the way of like, and, and where I'm coming from is more of a shamanic approach 
um, mm-hmm. traditionally speaking, then it can be very beneficial. Things can be very beneficial, like, you know, for people that need uh, a good enema, you know, coffee enema is one of the best ones that you could mm. actually hope to to use. Um, so th- there's, there's different ways. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, if you look at the societal infrastructure, you know, everywhere you travel, and you and I have travelled a fair bit, well, I have, I've travelled a fair bit, and um, you, every airport you go to, everywhere, everywhere you go to around the world, they all have this common products, and it's wheat, caffeine, sugar, and dairy mm. in many different forms and expressions. But they're the four base elements of a stimulus-based matrix diet. Mm. So true. Because, and I, I love what you said about the medicine because I love, like me, I have to exist in healthy contradiction. Yeah. I don't like any extremes because there is a place for everything in the world. The coffee bean grows, there's a reason for it. <laughs> Tobacco yeah. grows. I'm not demonizing natural coffee, but, you know, and natural yeah. wheat and natural exactly. And, you know, I'm yeah. not demonizing them. The issue is, is the hybridization process and then the actual <laughs> processing, factory yeah. processing, you know. And, yeah. and so the, the these substances are far removed from what they once were and they've mm-hmm. been turned into, it's it's a different spirit that inhabits those entities, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different, it's not the same beings, you know. So when we enter into communion with them, it's something completely different going on now. And uh, that's why they're mm. becoming more toxic. Uh, it's really fascinating, that part, that side of the journey. And and this mm. has to do everything with leadership because how we actually approach life and how we actually approach leadership um, are intertwined. They are completely integrated, like a deep tapestry, you know. And, uh, and I feel that's of utmost importance to, to identify as a leader, to identify, you know, what's actually happening in society and how that our choices that we make impact us um, and therefore impact our creative process. Therefore, the ripple effect goes out and impacts the world. Oh, so perfectly said. It's, I love that because um, I'm really into that side of leadership. I think whatever is going on inside of me mm. is always being expressed out and amplified out through leadership. Mm. Everything that's happening within me yeah. is reflecting out and out. And that is the ripple effect. So a mm. big part of Grail leadership, it's a, it's a huge <laughs> journey that we've all taken. Um, we've taken the hero's journey, um, the heroine's journey as well. Oh yeah. Where we're, deep dived into ourself and we've faced all of our shadow and we've realized, oh, you know, slaying the dragon wasn't, you know, was fun. And I got a lot of credit for that. (laughs) The community loved me yet. Why do I feel so empty still? And, and then we really have to go into those like inner fears, the, the deepest part of us. And within this space, I don't think we really come out of it unless we truly begin to integrate the beautiful dance of the masculine and the feminine energies within inside of us, because I cannot see leadership existing anymore where one rules over the other, mm. either a patriarchy style or a matriarchy style. Um, 
And the way that I experience leadership for me, and this has been massively unleashed more so than ever in the last few months, this beautiful expression of the masculine and the feminine is that every single day, my feminine's wishes, you know, are fulfilled by the masculine. And she's always leading with inside of me. It's this incredible flow state. I basically just watch where the energy goes and my mind is not making up what I need to do. I have no idea what my mind does sometimes now. It's just doing things there, but it's not directing anything. It's, it's not doing that. And um, I heard this story recently, which I thought was just so beautiful. And that is such a great expression of it. It was like, you know, a myth of the older days where the earth maidens were so intuitive um, and they inherently knew what was right and how to move forward, that they would drop their handkerchief on the ground and the knight would come in and scoop it up with his lance and go and do her bidding, fulfill her wishes. And I don't even know if that's a true myth, let alone something that truly happened. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a really good example for what actually happens within. And I think that's the most important thing is that my feminine is leading and then the masculine is like, your wish is my command. And, and it just does the most amazing job at fulfilling these wishes. And I seem to be like, I have a thousand arms each day. I'm doing all these things at once. I'm like, I don't know what's happened, but I, it, time doesn't work in the way that it used to anymore, I don't have to do things in this strange order or um, feel like I have to complete things anymore. It's just this flow state and everything just weaves in exactly where it's meant to be. Yet there's so much structure. It, it's just like hard to see from the outside and you can see it by the end of the day. Every day it all makes sense, but in the middle of it, I'm just like, what's going on here? Mm. It's just leading me and this like this way of leadership where it's so mind-based where everyone comes together and they have an opinion that comes from their mind, mostly their wounding yep. <laughs> of what they want to avoid happening again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, they speak really passionately about it, mm. you know, and then there's the opposing side, which comes in. It's like, well, I disagree, not because I want to disagree because my job is to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. And then they, you know, oppose that. And then a vote is held. And at least 49% of people are disappointed and ignored and in disempowered. Like that doesn't make any sense. Half the world is miserably unhappy with that result. And the other half that are like, yay, we won. Do they really like want that outcome? Or did they just want that because of their reputation and their job? It's like, basically, there's not many people happy in this system. Um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of democracy or any other political thing that I've ever heard. I just, they just seem silly to me. They feel like I have to travel back in time to even wonder what those things do and how they operate. But when it's like a whole different reality of leadership where you have whole people arriving and they're not speaking from wounding, they're speaking from a whole different place. And, and even if they're, they are speaking from wounding, they're speaking into a chalice. This is what we call in grow leadership. It could be anything. It's just a field. You're not speaking at someone. You're not projecting onto them, blaming them, making it their fault. You're just like, 
I'm having this experience <laughs> and you're sharing it right into this beautiful space, which is a, like a cauldron and our chemical process that starts to open up and then the next person speaks the next person. And you could have 10 people, 11 people all excited about something happening a certain way. And then one person's like, this does not feel right. Mm -mm. I'm generally that person, by the way. <laughs> and then instead of those 11 people go, well, stuff you, majority rules, those 11 people lean in and go, tell me more. Mm. Yeah, wow. What you're saying is important. Don't write it off just because 11 other people are ready to go like green light. Mm. let's wait a minute. Let's see what this person has to say because everyone holds a key. Mm. If they're at the round table, they're there for a reason. And often that this doesn't feel right isn't as literal as what people may see because most people that are wounded take it all personally. My idea, what's wrong with it? It's mm. You're just beyond that place. <laughs> like you don't care. You, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. No. It's not even your idea. <laughs> it just came from somewhere. And, you know, like there's this ownership, there's this attachment to everything. It's just like, yeah, so that person starts to feed in, you know, this is what's actually going on. And then it starts dawning on other people in the group. They're activated by what that person's saying and they're like, oh, now I understand what piece you're holding. Yeah, it's this right. piece. Yeah. And then the next person and then the next person. And then what happens in this beautiful cauldron is the, the way forward is so obvious. You will have 12 people rolling around laughing at how they didn't see it before. Mm. It emerges naturally. Yeah. It is a government beyond human. It's like there's something else intertwined with that, but it is all of ev like everyone's kind of mm. thing feeding in. So it, it does come yeah. from people, but it's beyond that because it's like it's more than the sum of all the parts. Like it's... You know, it's there's some other thing happening and this way forward emerges and then it's like, that's so obvious. This is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And then you all go on. Nobody had to make it up with their mind, vote. No one left disappointed. It's just it's just this process. It's a beautiful it's process. Beautiful. Um, if I might just jump in for a moment because, um, mm. you know, and I could see the, the way all the energies flow because individually we interact with our multi-dimensional awareness as we turn as we turn inside out you know and um and then what happens is as we come together individually with all that um beautiful wisdom there's the collective multi-dimensional nature of all of our beings coming together and then that now taps into the much bigger timeline evolutionary process that's unfolding so our individual timelines are harmonizing with the harmonic convergence of our multi-dimensional nature coming in and then mm. we end up harmonizing with the much greater unfoldment of life and and the major timeline the organic timeline of this world of this reality which within itself is a fractal nature of the entire universe so there's this beautiful flow of energy and all these symbiosis going on everywhere whoa all you just said was gold <laughs> yeah that's Thanks, really babe. true i hadn't even seen it that way before so thank you for enriching that process i think that's mm. very true mm. it, there is an organic unfoldment it, and that's the flow of nature that's what we talk mm. about it's mm. it's business what well, we call it business but it's in the flow of nature and with that as well is that if we're gathered around an initiative a shared initiative or many who knows 
but we all have an original intention, a fundamental purpose. <laughs> we use your language, a fundamental purpose of why we all gathered at this round table. I mean, it was written into us a long time ago to sit at that table. It's always been calling us. In fact, every single breakcrumb in our life will lead us to realize, oh, that's how I ended up sitting at this seat. <laughs> this makes perfect sense. And yeah. we will all be there. And when that happens, something else emerges like this beautiful create, like co-creation with earth. It's beyond that person now. It's beyond the original visionary of that round table. It's like this is for something that earth wants. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I think that's what, yeah, falls into that natural timeline. It's like this was always meant to happen. Mm -hmm. And when we're, when we're working with that natural flow of life, everything is just totally different. You have no need for so much time, no need for so much energy. There's no need for drama. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no need for, um, I would say, just these tiresome, outdated practices that, create a lot of work for no reason and right. hold people up. And there's a lot of like administrative stuff and a lot of barriers. And when everyone is at this round table, by the way, they are all expressing their natural genius into this initiative. Mm, yeah. So if their natural genius is, is storytelling and not necessarily bookkeeping well they're not yeah. going to be doing yeah. bookkeeping yeah um and then if someone's you know genius is something more administrative like bookkeeping every they're going to be so much better at it than everybody else because yeah they just fly through it and they they just have this relationship with numbers and with things that we don't see like they're doing things in this other world that we don't get and why not let the genius do the genius work? Mm -hmm. So everyone is aware of their genius, for one. They're only participating from that place. So that's where the tiresome energy draining stuff all seems to disappear. Mm -hmm. And then just by nature of being in that space, your genius activates other people. And it and your genius is then received because they're like, wow, this is what you do. This is how this is the impact you've had on me. And then it amplifies your own genius. So this is like a giant genius amplifying machine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely fantastic. A genius amplifying machine. I love it. I love that analogy. Um, and, you know, our true natural genius too comes from within and comes out mm. from within from our multidimensional nature, which I alluded to earlier. And uh, it, it's amazing how many skills and talents uh, we actually have and capabilities within us. It's um, phenomenal, really. It is. <laughs> and again, that world that we sort of mm. come into and this, you know, the nature of this reality that is in consensus now hmm. it really doesn't allow for that to be amplified or even expressed even thought about necessarily it's amazing how many humans have come across it just naturally because it's just come through them with such a force hmm. but many people are sitting in a state of dormancy and untapped potential and no wonder they're not acknowledged. No wonder they're not seen. No wonder they're not authentic. No wonder they don't feel expressed. No wonder they don't feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. Then no wonder they're going to do this with stimulus because they're inherently upset. They'll drink alcohol, which is a depressant. Mm -hmm. They'll feel more depressed. Mm -hmm. They'll drink 
coffee to get out of their body and be distracted and mm. and they'll eat a lot of food emotionally and they'll watch a lot of shows emotionally and and just go through this drama especially in you know social media and other forms of media um just feeding and feeding and feeding emptiness it's so easy mm. to do that to someone who isn't yeah. in their true state mm. Okay, oh, I, I totally get it. I get why everyone's in the position they're in, and I was definitely in a really tough position for many years. And I it's, know why. I, I know, like, I can see how challenging it is for people because it was that most empowering, liberating experience to break through it. But boy, was it the toughest thing I've ever done. Would you yeah. say it's it's that moment when you stop fooling yourself? Hmm. Yeah. Because it's easier to fool people who fool themselves. Mm. You're so right about that. It's yeah, it's really true. Mm. Yeah. There is I, I just feel like I see potential in people really easily. Mm. I love that. I love digging deep and and bringing it to the surface and telling them all about it so they start looking towards that. That is definitely your natural genius or one of the many <laughs> that you have. That is definitely one of them. Yeah, I just see everyone as a present and I want to unwrap it. <laughs> <It's pretty much. laughs> like... Oh, that is so gorgeous. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, because I get surprised. That. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I see just so much gold in every single person. Mm. Um, but I, I also see everything else that's in the way. And so much of it, yes, it's been really hard to resist kind of going into that world of mm. yeah, you know, I won't really go into I think everyone knows what I'm talking about, but um, but really like. For me, the pathway out, again, it's not easy, but it is so simple. Mm. It is <laughs> every single thing that comes up in your life <laughs> mm -hmm. is something that you probably don't want to resist. <laughs> especially if it keeps it's, coming up. Especially like it, if it, it keeps repeats. coming up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, oh you, you want to pay attention to that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes like, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. How many iterations of this are we up to? Version seven. <laughs> yeah, it just looks a little different, but inherently the same shit. It's yeah. like that's that's happening. So you really yeah. probably want to lean in. Um, the other thing is you want to you want to like really question every single thing, mm. like clothing, food, home, relationships, ecosystems your work, whatever it may be. And if it's not you, start making a pathway out. <laughs> like, right. If, yeah, every every single thing, I just feel mm. like question it all because it was kind of given to you and implied that this is what your life is meant to be about and these are the things that you need for your life. This is what you need to consume and do and how to spend your time. Like really like actually go, where did that come from? Is this genuinely me? And just sit with it mm. and you know, even just like, when did I start drinking coffee? Yeah. Like, I, it's just when I went through that process, it turned out to be I had lots of inadequacies about growing up in a town called Bergen Gate, believe it or not. 
<laughs> and when I moved to Sydney, <laughs> to Bondi Beach, and I didn't even know how to put makeup on, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and I'm walking like through Coogee and Bondi and doing all the stair runs, and I'm watching like women with dressed to the nines and bodies that I just didn't understand existed, mm. um, you know, and makeup in the morning. And I was just like, I just feel like a little, I feel like a bit of a loser. <laughs> I just don't. And then mm. I realized that when I had a coffee, I was a Sydney girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was now a big girl in the city. So my morning coffee was like how I belonged to that tribe and how yeah. I started to it's not inherently who I was. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even like the flavour of it. For me, when I first started drinking coffee, I was like, this is like drinking bitumen, you know? Like, <laughs> ah, yes. like what the? Ugh. And I forced myself yeah. to like it. So I could yeah, and that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. We, we do force ourselves. And recently yeah. I had a black tea because I thought it might be good medicine for a headache. Mm. And... I had a sip. I was so excited. I put roasted wattle seed in it, organic black leaf tea. And I was like, I used to love this. Like I, you know, grew up on a farm. Like we went from breast milk to cups of tea. <laughs> it was like, it was just the pathway of socializing was around a cup of tea and a pot of tea. So it was a big part of who I was, I felt. But when I drank the tea, I it tasted like dirt and I tipped it in the sink. Mm. I didn't even enjoy the flavor anymore. So it's like we trick, and this is what we do. That's we right. trick ourselves into believing we like something yeah. when we actually yeah. don't. But if you stop yeah. something for a while, if you're listening to me going, I'm not stopping alcohol, I'm not stopping coffee, it doesn't have a hold over me, we'll stop it. <laughs> stop it and see the hold that it has over you and just watch it. Because I, with alcohol, I had a big journey with that. Mm. I didn't experience it as medicine necessarily, or I would say a very dark medicine. So it really had a hold over me because I had so many experiences with mental health issues and depression. It was just the worst thing for me. I think other people may not experience that to the degree that I did, yeah. but um, when I stopped it, it was really amazing. I felt happy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I started to cheer up. Yeah. I was like, have I even been depressed my whole life or have I just been making myself depressed? Mm. And when you start to rewrite who you are and go, I'm not, I don't have a body that doesn't work and a mind that doesn't work. I've just been really harsh on it and making it not work. And then you realize I'm happy now. I feel healthy. It's like, you don't have to own that as your identity anymore. You, you haven't sentenced yourself, your life to that experience. So, yeah, all that is really, really important is to just really go back and question it. And if you come out the other side and you're like, no, I do drink alcohol, I do drink coffee, it's fine, but definitely question it <laughs> and question the TV you watch and the people that you hang out with and everything. Um, and that takes years and years, I think, you know, it's important to do that when it feels right, each thing. I'd say that journey of questioning all of my ecosystems and all the things that I did for my body, all of my relationships with everything, that's what I would probably call it. Um, as you say, George, everything is relationship. I think it's taken me seven to 10 years, I reckon, to question all of my relationships and then realise the true nature of those relationships now. Yeah. And 
yeah, so beyond that, the last thing that I think is so important is if really like you you talk about this a lot, George, which is so much why I love this this expression of your work is like look at where you are spending all of your time and where your emotional energy and where your mental energy is going. Because I know for me, I was just spending hours looking at what's happening in the world mm. and alternative sources of media and Maybe you have a better relationship with it than me, but for me, it was life sucking. And I was always just trying to prove myself right. Hmm. It was a lot of, let me find information to prove what I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm more right. And then I'll share it with all these people hmm. and that feels good. And, but what I was looking at wasn't really empowering information mm -hmm. at all. It was it was making me worry about myself, my life, humankind, our planet, people I love. Mm. And when I'm feeling that way, I go to sleep that way. I wake up that way. Mm. It takes over me. Yeah. Not only does it take over me, I have fallen to the very beast I'm trying to, to walk away from mm. because that is feeding yeah. the actual beast in so many ways mm. by giving it all of my energy over. So I will happily know what's happening if I want to in the world, but I won't spend hours looking at it. And when I started taking that time and redirecting it back into like my creative expressions, my genius and what I wanted to do and my relationships and everything else, I was feeling really good, really happy because I'm now focusing my energy on the world that I am pioneering and stepping into mm. this this new reality that is so accessible and as a result because we just relax into it I think my frequency changed and now I can access this reality all the time yeah so yeah I feel like those three things are just really important <laughs> that's well they were for my journey and hopefully anyone if you're listening in some something of what I said might be helpful for yours, but <laughs> it's just one person's opinion. Remember, you will yeah. have your own truth in everything that I just shared. So, yeah. yeah. Sensational. Wow. It's so good. I love the way you express yourself and the way you unpack things and how you observe and, oh, it's just genius. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the, uh, the big picture of life, um, how is grower leadership um, fitting into that space? Um, excuse me. It is um, a question, a reevaluation in human psyche that is going on, well, to a degree now, triggered by the recent events in the last couple of years, of course. You know, that first big domino we've been waiting to fall has finally fallen. Mm. And now this, the dominoes are continuing to fall until they run to their end um, and and the process is lived. So um, <clears throat> there's going to be events that will play out in the uh, months and the years to come, which will bring into question, and, and I share this in a webinar um, on the weekend, is that I don't feel there's any escaping for any individual in, in the sense of... Um, Okay, there is a form of escape, but I'll get to that in a sec. The mm -hmm. the uh, an individual actually having to face themselves. Um, it's like these large global events that are 
happening now and will continue to happen. We've entered into a process where this is just going to keep going and going now and it's not going to stop until an outcome is actually achieved. Um, so how, how does Grail leadership fit into the evolutionary path humanity is on? Mm, yeah, I feel like I have to answer that question with a preface. <laughs> it's like I love the, the dominoes of being kicked over. Like that to me is exactly what's happening, everything. And it's happening on all levels. Um, it's an unstoppable force. And for me, um, I just feel like this is an important part of what I want to share. So I'm just going to share this first. But my, my initiations of dark energies years ago, um, really evil forces trying to come in and take over me, which happened on a few occasions, Mm. We're all showing me that my frequency had changed and it was no longer a comfortable home for mm. them to reside in. And <clears throat> this is like so powerful, these types of experiences, because when we, so many people go on this journey, they start working on themselves and then they have all these strange experiences and some of them are quite challenging <laughs> And what's really like, this is just my truth for my journey, mm -hmm. but what was really going on is the frequency was shifting and they just couldn't be in that field anymore. And they were making it known. And I learned recently <clears throat> that that's what was really going on for our whole collective is that all this amazing work that you're talking about, like the turning inside out, mm -hmm is shaking up the frequency. Earth is shifting. The sun is shifting. The frequency is just humming. <laughs> it's like a beautiful thing that we're witnessing. Yeah. And all these forces have been there all along, pulling the strings, doing all these different things. And now they're just sh they're sh like shaken out of their comfort and they're up for everyone to see. Mm. It's really just a matter of up and out at this stage, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... The only reason the last few years of events unfolded is because of the 120 years or more of what was happening before then to allow for that to happen. Yeah. It was always happening. We just, the curtain was revealed. <laughs> it's like we could now see, you know, who's behind the Wizard of Oz or whatever, and we're yeah. actually now, oh, it's actually just a toothless monster. It's a little man. <laughs> he's like, he's not really that scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and the, these initiations are so powerful because when we really feel our power, the the force of these energies just become less and less. Mm. So braille braille leadership is attracting these type of leaders who have done this inner work to such a degree that they're not deterred by dark evil forces. They've been through lots of these types of initiations. Mm. They don't see it has any overpower over them. It's just more like Okay, there's a World War Three to play out. Mm -hmm. Go play it out. Um, but my role, and it's different to everyone else's role, I get we all have different ways of expressing ourselves through sure. this massive transformation, but my role is to focus on all the energy going into these realities mm -hmm. because when we, and it's to not feed the beast, mm -hmm. is to pull all of our attention away. And it's not done from a place of ignoring or spiritually bypassing, or have we done the work? And, and every time a massive challenge comes up, 
we lean right in and we speak it into That's the That's a channels. massive dif differentiation distinction right there. Yeah, between like the, the love and light and, and actually focusing yeah. on the new realities is yeah, a very big light, difference. Approach, yeah, the bliss, love and light approach to um, spirituality, which is all about bypass. Yes, it's to, big. Compared to actually, yeah, yeah leaning into the challenge, yeah, and facing it, and it, and, and if going you look at the, the oh, sorry, process. that's all right, and going through that alchemical process, and and really going into the process of integration, you know, the the next step in e human evolution is an inside out process. Mm. End of story. And and oh, I got so much to share about that, but yeah. I won't go too long because yeah. <laughs> 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 to the end. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the Grow Leadership blog, if you listen to any of my um, my streams of my new podcast, you will hear all about the pain. You will hear all about us leaning in. So trust me, tick, it's covered. It is a big part of the process of moving through these leadership and creative wounds and the masculine and the feminine wounds is to actually just see what's coming up in our reality and process the whole thing from a grander perspective as well as a personal perspective to really look at what this is showing me. And as a result, everything that's happened in the last few years has been a, a, like a pathway of empowerment because if you, you know, you add, you have an earth, a reality, and you add, um, you try and disempower it, well, mm. the thing that's going to happen is you're going to get more power as a result. So, and that's for everything. <laughs> Um, so I just feel like, well, I'll go on the empowering one because that's more fun. I'm going to yeah, play that right. role. It's a choice. You can choose. Mm. It's like, well, if the world's been disempowered, there's like there's all this energy for empowerment in this world of polarities and opposites and this amazing strangeness we have around it. It's like use the energy and, and use it for your own journey. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, yeah, recently, like I had, I've had a couple of experiences with the organic dark um, and one with the synthetic dark, which were just amazing, really beautiful, empowering experiences. Without going into too much detail, I found myself out on a boat. Um, you were in the boat, George, uh, Lady Musgrove Island. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. what a beautiful day that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah. I was on my way. We were on our way back and it was a very full boat, but due to whatever reasons, the back of the boat opened up and I got to be by myself. Mm. I soon found myself connecting with the deep waters of the ocean. Next thing I'm Tony. Next thing I'm summoning <laughs> and dancing and I'm calling upon the pure dark energies to go and get them <laughs> do it's time to do your job like awaken and go and and it was like it wasn't me it was something else going on but um i was saying the words over and over again like um master priest master priest that's who i was telling them to go mm -hmm. and get and it was just like it was amazing i was singing the most beautiful dark language and my hands are flying everywhere and i'm just loving this experience of um not even being scared of what I'm doing yeah I, I was just yeah. so it was so natural to me and I was just like well you know what's what, what's, what's really yeah yeah because your approach is not the standard approaches the two standard approaches are um mm -hmm. total fear and submission yeah. or empowerment through control 
Yes. Right? Yeah. But you came at it from a place of balance and management. Yeah. It felt, it just felt really natural as nothing that I planned. But when, when I stood back and I just sort of felt what I'd done, I just thought, you know, I'm not meant to go to rallies anymore. I'm not meant to like spread my, all this information on social media and tell everything, everyone about everything that's wrong with the world. That is a waste of my energy. Mm. I just did mega stuff in five minutes mm. and it was fun. Mm. And that, they create, that creates change. And I sat there and felt about, it fell into the millions of people around the world that are doing these types of things all the time mm. and all the work that we're doing on ourselves. And then um, just to carry on the theme with the water, part two of this journey was in the bath. And, and I noticed like this dark language started again, but it was very different. <laughs> it was stuff that I'm, again, freaked out. It didn't freak me out. And I've never heard anything this dark on any scary movie, you know, paranormal activity. wonder what happened there yeah okay so so yeah we we're in it was inherently me that you know I was singing to it was a reflection of me and then it turned into this really awful kind of beast looking thing and then we're suddenly out of the bath we're in the universe somewhere we're having it off like a Japanese anime it was just like energy going wow. and it was and I knew straight away, I was like, oh, this is the synthetic dark. Hello, I haven't met you yet. <laughs> and I was like this, it was like a Japanese anime in that I was this little fearless girl that was just like, who are you? You know, like just curious, mm. just had no concern for my safety in any way. It was like representing to me, not that I think it was necessarily, but the mega beast of the, the whole thing, like the, <clears throat> yeah, like source of this synthetic dark expression on earth it was it's an uh, an expression of that and it was pointing it was furious and pointing to a memory bubble of me on the boat and then angry that I'd done that and then it was saying all of you <laughs> and it was in a different language and I was translating at the same time it was awful um but it was like what you have done and it was just vibrating with anger and it was like wow. I'm out of here it couldn't actually maintain frequency in earth anymore and then i watched it leave for good and yeah so the beast kind of left the building um yeah, yeah and i felt truthfully that happened a long time ago and we're still seeing the remnants of everyone leaving it's just that i had an embodied experience of it like i truthfully got it like oh the beast has left the building remember it's gone and um yeah, so then I had this yeah, beautiful connection with the organic dark and we started singing and um, it all came through again and it was like celebrating. It was this beautiful experience of um, it was like an invitation and a celebration and an acknowledgement all at the same time in the song. I wish I could remember how it was sung. It was just amazing. I was crying as I'm singing it and um it was gifting humanity back full responsibility for their shadow. Yeah, wow. Nice. For their because now they could just they could tell the difference between mm. it was so hard with this dark, this synthetic, distorted version of dark. People mm. were so scared of their shadow. Mm. 
Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? They don't know how to, the difference between the different versions of dark. Mm. But then when, you know, that whole thing is moved on <laughs> and there's a lot of leftovers to go, but that's all going to play out, as you mentioned. But it was like, it was wishing humanity well, like, you know, on your journey and just remember the massive responsibility that you have. You are all free to face your shadow and it's all you have to do. And then I sat there and integrated in the bath and I just thought, wow, it really all does come from within. These energies are only allowed to stay in this field because of us and the energy right. and the frequency that we're holding. Yes. So if we can turn ourselves inside out, yes. that is the path of empowerment. That's a lot more than reposting something. It's just like, <laughs> and you can right. still do these things if, if you need to satisfy the mind and the people and turn up to rallies, do these important things that help show your support and to feel involved. But don't forget the most important thing. Stop feeding the beast and focus on your own. Beast. 100%. That is so <laughs> beautifully put. Yeah. yeah. Really, really well yeah. said. Thank you. That's going to help a lot of people to get a lot clearer, you know, clarity on that and that approach on, on that issue. Wow. So good. You're welcome. Um, and I feel that that is exactly who we're bringing around the round table. Mm. These people who have reached this place within themselves they are as holly put it <laughs> the ones who we can trust to hold the keys to the kingdom mm -hmm. they're not leading from power that power over you know they're not leading from force they're not leading from lack they know that they are just like their initiative they are inherently connected to every single thing and every stakeholder what hurts them hurts themselves and it is really about propping people up at that point. You're not, you're the leader from behind the scenes. You're just, you're just helping people do the thing that the amazing thing that they came here to do. Um, and everyone has a role in that and you're just supporting them and doing that. And yeah, I, I feel that um, whilst all this is happening, all this drama is unfolding I think it's important that you still know your truth and your role. It might be to spend hours online going into it all deeply and talking about it and sharing about it. And I would never take that away from anyone just because that was my journey and that got me here now. It got me to my truth. So I think it's really important to know what's right for you. But if you're someone who's just sitting there feeling like, I don't know what to do, I don't want to feel as though I'm not helping, I'm not participating, but everything I try and do feels wrong to me. Mm. It might be because it's coming from the wrong reality. Mm. You you might be here to pioneer a new one and focus your energy into that. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, so beautifully expressed. Yeah. And and that, that process of evolution is how do we find those new realities? How do they appear in our lives? How do we, you know, enter into that process? Can you share a bit of a light on that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they find you. There you go. <laughs> it's it's like I just said this to a friend yesterday. She she was showing me this amazing retreat space that she wanted to buy. Mm. Um, and someone else had bought it, but she was like, 
I totally trust that if this is mine, it'll be mine. And if not, it won't be. And I said, well, you know, a property like that doesn't, it, it's like, it's so incredible. The owner doesn't choose the property. The property chooses the owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, the realities find you. It's like you dial into them through the way that you're being. And to to make it even just a little bit more practical, yes, it's the process of turning inside out. Absolutely, it's in collaboration with other people. We need people to reflect back our genius, to hear our pains from a, you know, it's it's to create things together and not necessarily for the thing we want to create, but it's because we become such epic beings through the process of co-creating. Because what we learn about ourselves, like take away what we think we're here to do and just be in this amazing sort of space. But truly, (laughs) the connection with nature is really important because we are looking at, we're we're sorry, we're talking about something that is as natural as nature. It is totally in alignment and in flow with nature these types of mutually thriving realities. It flows just like everything. If you watch and observe nature and connect and be with it, it will teach you everything. Everything. And I'll just give you one example because the new reality of health has been an amazing journey for me versus the old one. So um, at the risk of just sounding super vulnerable, I used to have really frequent urinary tract infections all the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. because I lived in a state of fear. Okay, so I was like really related to my kidneys and I used to take antibiotics for every single one because I'd end up in hospital, basically. It was like that was my journey and four of those horrible experiences a year, obviously you can imagine the state of my bacteria in my gut and my body. It was really struggling. Yeah, so I had been spending every morning at the beach at this point. Mm -hmm sunrise, (laughs) swimming, dancing, whatever I felt like doing, singing. It's just what I did. And I would sing to the ocean and I would dance to the timing of her her waves. Yeah. This is what, this was our jam. This is my jam every morning with the ocean. Lady in the sea of me. So I would be mimicking her level of intensity. If she was having a busy day, well, I was like, well, I'll have a busy day. If she's having a calm one, I would learn the flow of nature. It's telling us something. Mm. There's a cyclone, like uh, there's four cyclones at once happening (laughs) recently in Sunshine Coast. What was I doing? I had produced more work in that time than I think I produced in years in combined. Amazing. I was a machine. Yeah. I never worked so hard in my life. And it was like not even work. It was just plain and fun. Mm. And I was just like I was just mimicking Mm. this amazing energy. And then, you know, the days that she's still, I'm all still. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm getting into the rhythms of what's happening in the world. So um, I happen to be there on solstice morning, um, summer solstice a year and a bit ago. And I was really upset because I had another UTI. And even though I felt like I shouldn't have gone to the beach, I did. And it was very painful and uncomfortable. I was racing back to the toilet the whole time, drinking all this water And then I was sitting there thinking, I'm breaking this pattern, this old paradigm of health. Mm. I'm breaking the cycle of antibiotics. I'm done. Mm -hmm. So I walked to the water and 
opened up like how I do. I just open up to her. And as I'm walking in, I release some of my bladder Mm -hmm. and I let her know this is where I'm at. Mm. Now, you know where I'm at. You've, you've experienced all of me, especially in this situation. Yeah. I'm open to any way that you want to support me. Mm -hmm. I trust you. And I ducked under the water and the moment I came back up, I was roaring with laughter. I was hysterical at the belief that I once had that a little script of poison was more powerful than the ocean in healing me. Wow. Like, (laughs) no comparison. (laughs) Wow. That's a really, really strong, powerful, beautiful perspective and realisation. And I'm sure you can guess, George, that I walked out and it immediately cleared up. I've never had antibiotics since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I rewrote what that reality was like for me and I, I relaxed into the new. So spend spend time in nature and watch and and listen and be. It's just such a powerful force and it really wants this oh, to happen. Yeah, it wants it it's is. wanting it's it's okay, it wants you to do it. You just gotta tap in mm. to it and and go with the flow of nature because once you're with the flow of nature, mm. everything is an authentic expression. You have all the support of earth behind you. Mm. And I do, I feel so <laughs> supported. It's nuts just how supported I feel right now. And it's just coming at me all the time. I feel all these beans working, you know, through me, alongside of me. Everywhere I go, there's just this protection and this, like, support. Now, that is a little bit better than, let's look at another old paradigm thing, Um, natural marketing versus Mm. conventional marketing. Mm. That's a lot more stronger, that process, than having a really good sales funnel. (laughs) Right. It just becomes laughable. Yeah. Why are we doing all these stupid things? Like, yeah. Just well, stop you know, doing I've, them. I've, I've, I've gone all these years without, with zero marketing and zero social media. I haven't done anything, you know. And yet, you know, I've had a business model that's continued, and and you know, over time, it um, it grew a little bit, and it's coming back down at the moment. But at the same time, it's it's been really, really steady. Um, through mm. its, its path and achieving that, going against everything everyone was telling me in the world of business. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, but this is what it feels like I need to be doing, you know, and I trusted it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you know, and it's been successful in that way. So um, we, we know that nature's the remedy. We've been talking about this for quite some time. It is mm. a really beautiful um, space and time when we start to live it rather than think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge you, George, for pioneering that pathway out of that conventional marketing. It's just been such an inspiration for me and many other people because it's trickled through, trickled, it's flooded through to a lot of people that work with me because when they arrive for the very first time, they have all these ideas of all these things they're meant to do and they're already beating themselves up. Like I should be posting more on social media or I should be doing this. And I'm like, you shouldn't be doing anything that you don't want to do. Let's find out who you are, what you want to do and go do it. And that's all I do with people. It's really simple. And have you noticed, and have you noticed that when you do live this authentic path, 
right? Mm. Rather than you know, than than you know, living from directives issued to you by, you know, societal programs um, and conditioning. So, have you noticed that as your relationship with the natural way of love and the natural way of life is blooming? basically, that there's a major conspiracy that happens all around you to actually put things in your favour. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, of course. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just like the greatest conspiracy is your own, right? <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, people are shocked that, you know, my close friends and haven't seen it for themselves and, um, people that spend time with me, you, you actually begin to see how re- reality rearranges itself. It becomes mm-hmm. a dialogue, a regular dialogue. I love that. And it's again, it is the everything is relationship. It's yeah. part. It's that relationship with nature, with our bodies, with ourselves, with our deeper connection back to our own source essence um it just ripples out into our reality and then our relationships become more harmonious mm. and that we grow from them it so much is. more and then yeah, and then the, the collaborations that come our way are always a perfect fit and they don't have any drama because we've all alchemized our wounds in other ones and now we're just coming together to do the thing that we wanted to always do and then that starts to flow and people have been finding me. It helps so much through these interviews as well. So I'm so grateful, George, because I don't on social media either. And when people find me, I just love it. I'm like, wow, I don't know how you came across me, but this is amazing because they are the perfect person. Yeah. I don't want to see hundreds of people in a month, got consults in a month or whatever, and um, making all this money and making it big in the business world mm-hmm. when I don't even like them. No, it's <laughs> you know, definitely I'm, quality. I'm bored in the consultation. I'm not connecting with the people. Some are great, some are not. Some are, oh. And then when you're on this path of authenticity, you like you broadcast this message that really repels the wrong people and draws the other people in like moths to a flame. Mm-hmm. And then they draw you in other directions because it's a co-creation. Like I don't even like saying the word clients because it's not really like that anymore. When I sit down with someone that I'm, you know, they've hired me to do this stuff, we're in a massive co-creative space. I'm channeling my stuff in, they're channeling their stuff. What comes out the other side is an expression of both of us, but mostly them, obviously. Mm. But it is technically a a really powerful co-creation where they're the visionary Mm -hmm. and I'm just adding my genius. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I feel satisfied. Like this one woman that I've been working with for a while, she has, um, she's yeah, going to release this beautiful movement that helps people Mm -hmm. tune into the frequency of love for just six seconds a day. Wow. The simplest thing. Mm -hmm. And she taught me all about frequency and I'm so grateful to her. And then with everyone else pestering me, Julia, when are you going to do a podcast? When are you going to do a podcast? I realized I wasn't happy to do one until I knew what that frequency was. And I knew how important the frequency of what I was broadcasting out because what, like, this is just my truth, but to all of you out there listening right now, this is technically brainwashing. Everything is brainwashing. It's just an empowered person chooses their detergent. Mm. They're, you know, they're, they're going to choose what they wash their actual brain with. Everything you 
expose yourself to is somehow washing through you. Mm. Um, And it's like, it's just so important that people like us are really responsible for the frequency that we're beaming out and the messages that we're broadcasting. And really like when it comes from someone who has done a lot of work on themselves and they don't have ulterior motives and agendas and they're not coming from, yeah, places that um, spark a lot of fear or a lot of doubt or anything like that, unless that's for someone's journey, mm. their own alchemical process, because that's actually really important. But if they're not necessarily, if they're not holding that frequency of like, oh, this, the world's going to end. <laughs> um, and that's because there's so many amazing people out there speaking the truth, but they're broadcasting a pretty irresponsible energy. I think think it's like, you've got to like look at it from the grander perspective and help people get there. Um, Yeah. So I think we do have like a really important role to play when we're speaking like this. And I just, I learned that through these co-creative processes that I'm in. So everything becomes this upside down world. It's not like, student teacher or guru teacher and mm. facilitator and, and person being healed and, and you know, mm. whatever that I am. And then the client, it's not like this hierarchical thing that it doesn't exist. It's like, well, the word that I've said before um, that I like is synarchy, which is the symphony of governance. It's just like mm. this revolving thing, you know, when your genius is activated, you stand up and you speak. It's like now the cello, <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah it's just now we go to the trumpet and it's there's a somewhere. really beautiful way of expressing that a symphonic orchestra how gorgeous yeah yeah that came it sort of like came through the gene keys i believe that was the source of where i got that from and mm. i just immediately resonated with it and was like oh mm. i feel that because at these round tables that's what you'll see. You'll see people knowing when to step up and lead in the moment mm. and sit back down and know when someone else is best because you all know each other's genius. <laughs> so it's <important. laughs> uh. Yeah, how fantastic. Mm. Well, Julia, um, as always, it's been an absolute um, pleasure to have you on. I can feel the energy winding up and uh, mm. I would actually like to keep it fresh rather than doing a really, really long drawn out <laughs> dialogue today let's mm, keep it fresh and have you, have you back on sooner mm-hmm. and and um you know let's adventure again into you know what grow leadership is doing in just a few um episodes time i'd really love to have you back on and, and for an update and because i'm really fascinated in the process i know both you and holly um personally and i and i'm in awe and um in a very healthy way and i just want you to know how much of an honor and a pleasure it is to have you on super Woo radio um and i look forward to um having a good yarn with holly down the track as well once again mm-hmm. and i think it's going to be um, a, a really beautiful exchange as always um for people to actually because it's a really beautiful note to go on leave on what you just shared with us I just think this is just gold. And um, so where can people find that information? Yeah. So the website is Grail. It's Well, it's Grail is in the Holy Grail. So G-R-A-I-L. So it's grailleadership.earth. When, if you would like to find anything about me, it's grailleadership.earth 
forward slash Julia. And I also have a podcast called Streaming Wisdom, which oh, is... Please talk about that. Yeah, because um, I I was listening to that episode that you shared with me in self-sabotage and your insights are so deep and real, <laughs> real. Um, it's not ideology. You are actually sharing genuine wisdom and uh, and that's the game changer for people so mm. um thank you what a beautiful uh, creative process you've embarked on and uh you know you're going to share so much wisdom uh to folks mm. help a lot of people through that podcast um so yeah please share mm. about the podcast um creative process yeah it was it has become the deepest most authentic expression of me Mm. It is when I realize that I'm a storyteller, I share my experiences through my, you know, my journeys, my life, my pains, my wounds, my celebrations. It really helps people. Um, and what and the way that it helps them is that it activates their own learnings from their own journey. Mm. And it, it is attuned to the frequency of love, power and wisdom. So when you had that experience in Carnarvon Gorge and you shared that in the podcast, right, um, mm -hmm. can you just share what the land showed you? Because that was really a key point. Oh, yeah. There were a couple things. So I don't know which one you mean. <laughs> uh, the one about, you know, when, when all is lost. Oh, yeah. So Carnarvon Gorge See, is... When it's seemingly all is lost. Yes, thank you. That was a good little save. <laughs> <laughs> so Carnarvon Gorge is way out west in southwest Queensland and it is really rugged out there but it's this beautiful oasis uh it is a stunning national park and when I arrived with my partner for a holiday it had clearly been affected by the bushfires they had gone right through I could only imagine just the incredible amount of sadness and loss that one would feel at the time um, it was big fire, you could tell. And by the time we'd arrived, though, we're walking through and the whole place had come back alive. Mm. It was beaming the brightest green I've ever seen against black stumps and red dirt and all the colours of the sandstone and all the life. You can hear it. It was an abundance of life coming back. And... Um, I'm walking through, I guess this is another example of observing nature and what it shows you about your life. Mm -hmm. um, but as I'm touching all the trees and going through and I'm looking at how much they want to come back, I'm just like, mm. oh, my gosh, mm. just when you're beaten down in life, you think everything is lost. And believe me, I thought that this was the end of 2020. So I was, mm. you know. We were all, right? We were all pretty worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were right. like, all is lost. <laughs> there was dread. And yeah, there's a lot of dread. There's a lot of dread in the air. Um, so I'm I'm realizing, wow, this amazing bushland has just come back with a full force of nature. And that's what nature does. It always comes back. And we are nature. And we always come back. And when we go through these massive challenges, it's like, we call them breakdowns, but they are all, that's only if you get stuck halfway. They're always breakthroughs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you come back with a force of nature behind you every I time. I love that. Breakdowns are actually breakthroughs. 
Yeah, well, and it technically is because when you break down, you're halfway home. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're definitely only halfway there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's and a lot of people will stay there or come through it, but not necessarily. Yeah, really harness the wisdom from the journey. They're still in victim. They're still in why me. They're still angry with the world or they're in their own inadequacies about it. And when you can move through that and you do the work on yourself, you face yourself, your shadow, you use everything in life as homework and feedback (laughs) and you go to town on it and you really look at it, then it's like you just become this really over day by day through all the tears and the pain and the cathartic crying in the fetal position on the ground and the saying, I wish I wasn't alive, eventually they all add up and you just shift and shift out of that frequency more and more. Um, And there is for me definitely a point, a threshold that each person crosses where they go through and they're no longer drowning in their own stuff. They're above water. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just don't get stuck underwater. Just keep going. And if it feels like you're on the wrong path, we'll shift that. But certainly, yeah, trust it. And, yeah, and then there's the other, like, contradictory side as well. It's like, well, for someone like me, I've been doing nothing but looking at my shadow. And I was reminded of this recently talking to a client, which is I need to spend more time looking at the light now (laughs) and stop getting addicted to the shadow. (laughs) So then know when it's time to start looking at the light. And that's the next step to to building, to relaxing back into these realities. It's like start looking for the goodness of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, because as we are universal fractals, um the path we walk is the real university (laughs) and uh (laughs) that's gold (laughs) that's so gold you mean so much to me because on my very first episode i said i went to uni i'm a a twice uni dropout and secretly proud (laughs) because I feel like most of my life has come through, uns- like my goodness has come through unschooling everything that I learned and finding what this natural university is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is the real university. Oh. All those other institutions, they're the mimic. They're mimicking mm. what the real organic, natural, primal university, which is mm. the path that we walk and all the wisdom that we extract from the experiences in our path that is the real curriculum that is the real university and all of us each one of us is sitting on a gold mine if we just know how to look back properly and identify the gold the wisdom the nuggets the richness the nutritional soul nutrition is what is what the wisdom is so yeah and and you are exemplifying that you're embodying that I've, I've, I've seen your journey of the last few years and it's um, incredible. I am so lighted that you have come onto Superwoo Radio mm-hmm. and I feel that uh, we are going to jam again one day soon, real soon, Julia. I feel that too. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today and thank you very much, George. I'm equally honoured and, yeah, delighted as well. So I'll be back. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Love you lots and uh, we'll talk again soon. 
Thanks, George. Love you too.